And I also want to thank my buddy Kamala, who I work for in the, up in the White House. The 2024 Republican presidential primary field is taking shape. The battle lines are becoming clearer, and so is the field of candidates. Is the odds on favorites if you look at the polling still Trump versus Biden? That seems to be it, but it's just way too early to tell. I'm more angry now and I'm more committed now than I ever was. Big challenge for these candidates is going to be how do they navigate Donald Trump? And, and how do they navigate Ron DeSantis? You and I have a rendezvous with death. Welcome to the Ruthless Variety program, a very special episode here today, uh, because, fellas, we're on the road. Yeah. We are. As you hear this, we should be en route or currently in Texas. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, thank we're, God. We're there as you hear this. We're going to be in Austin, Texas for the Republican Governors Association. Fine, esteemed outfit uh, that we will be singing and dancing and entertaining. And you know what I just noticed? This is our 299th episode wow wow 299 episodes i mean that's real work yeah that's impressive we've done some stuff it's a lot of content and it's all because of our wonderful listeners thank you so much minions also since we're gonna be in austin texas we would love your food recommendations i always try to find a good local restaurant reply to the ruthless account on twitter reply to me let me know where we should eat and we'll pick one and we'll pick one. We'll let, that we'll, sounds we'll great. Let the person know who won. Yep, let's do that. Uh, as we're broadcasting here, we're amidst what looks like a, a, a full construction project here in our uh, what was our studio and will be a new studio. I mean, it looks pretty pretty sweet. Le- I mean, the wolf has really done some stuff yeah. here. Wolf knows what he's doing. I mean, <laughs> he's got an entire truss set- system set up. <laughs> he's got lights. He's got cameras. He's, I mean, it just it's amazing. And the it, folks at home will be seeing this real soon. Yeah, I know. I know. We, we haven't announced exactly when we're going to go live with mm-hmm. that, but you can uh, anticipate that that will be here in the near future. I've gotten a, co- a couple of questions online. They want to know if our tiny, teeny, tiny television, t- television will stay on the wall. What do you think? We should probably ask Wolf. I mean, I don't like to. Um, I don't like to admit defeat. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we know though, this about me. I'm pretty dug in on is things. That a, is, would that be an admission? I defeat? think it would be. I think it would be acknowledging that it was a tiny TV. It only looks tiny from the tiny no, it is, camera. Bro, this thing is a Game Boy. Like, no, <laughs> it's it's like a 45 inch television. No, it's. I think it's bigger than that. Yeah. It's, That's pretty large, it's, but it's, but but we've taken we've taken a rash for this thing. We have we have because it looks it looks small on the camera because it's you know wide angled. So well, in the old cameras, yeah, I mean that thing. Yeah. we didn't we, yeah, exactly have a professional setup. Right. Here. I mean, look, I'm fine with taking it off the wall. Maybe just set it on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix it to your bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, hey, thanks for visiting the merch store, by the way. Uh, we announced last week that we had a new store with a bunch of new items, including Smug's presidential line. That's which, right. Smug 2024. The movement is real. And it's at <laughs> store.ruthlesspodcast.com. <laughs> you imagine anything more horrifying than seeing him behind the Oval Office desk? <laughs> I mean, think about it. They would 100% impeach me day one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. while I'm being sworn in. Yeah. There, would, there wouldn't even really be a fight. He'd be putting up Twitter polls being like, who should we bomb next? <laughs> should the Italians be allowed to vote? Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, it, it would be like the only unanimous consent impeachment in history. But 
uh, until they get me out, I'd be crazy. Like that's that's what I promised the American people. <laughs> so if you haven't gone to that store, there are a couple items that have sold out. I'm told. Uh, if you haven't gone to the store, go in and check it out. What's the? Uh, you can get there on our ruthlesspodcast.com. Uh, or directly, Michael? Yeah, it's store.ruthlesspodcast.com. That's a very complicated URL. It's called a subdomain. <laughs> but you could just go to ruthlesspodcast.com and it's there in the navigation as well. Excellent. Literally impossible to miss, <laughs> despite <laughs> you guys trying to complain. You're winding them up. Hey, winding them up. <laughs> the old man's getting angry. Yeah, because I, I mean, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I refuse to let my bro- blood pressure go up today. You know, you should put the store up on that little TV so we can have a yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should like do a have like a screensaver up yeah. on it, you know. See the merch flying off the Yeah, yeah that's good. Um okay, so there is actually some big news this week. Uh the New York Times reported that Ron DeSantis will be officially launching his campaign uh on what appears to be May 25, so Thursday. Uh that's long anticipated, fellas. This is one of those things where I think everybody thought after he won re-election in November and then began to post these big national poll numbers that uh, it was going to be right away that he would announce. But he's waited for the end of the Florida session, all kinds of different things. Uh, So I think the race is officially on this week. Yeah, I'd say let's get it on. We've been waiting for this moment for a very, very long time, and I cannot wait to see these guys go head-to-head. We talked about it a lot last week, but it is going to be fun every single day watching these two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also sort of just curious how DeSantis comes out of the gate. You know, um, you know what's his what's his uh, tone? You know, how does he frame the issue of Trump? Because um, I mean, he's been taking a lot of heat, obviously, from the Trump people and Donald Trump himself, pretty much every single day for the last four months. Um, and the implication from the outside is that he's not engaging in this because <clears throat> he's not running a campaign, right? But the implication is, is once he starts running a campaign that they were going to go sort of head to head. Yeah. He would answer some of the charges that have been leveled at him and perhaps lob a few back of his own. Well, and then also there's been some complaints by folks, you know, like uh, Chris Christie, for example, you know, that nobody's going after Trump the way you should go after Trump or whatever. So I'm just curious to see what sort of tack, you know, is taken there. It will, we'll know a lot right away because I think that entryway in the next couple of days, I imagine he's probably got a whole rollout where he's traveling around. Like, we're going to get a pretty good sense of what his message is. And, uh, <laughs> again, we got the best seats in the house. Seriously. And we'll take you a long that's ride. A, that's with the us. best part is if, if you're not involved with any campaign, you just get to watch the cage match. Like, this is the best seat in the house for this entire election season. I don't think there's going to be like we're incredibly uniquely positioned here at Ruthless because it's not like we're CNN or any station who's like, okay, well, we have to take a left wing approach or, oh, we have to be nice or whatever. We are going to be like cheering on the brawl, enjoying it. And, 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 and given the play-by-play. Enjoying it. We will be enjoying it. Uh, you know who else is enjoying it is with recent news is Ted Cruz. <laughs> he's, he's already won the week. Ted Cruz <laughs> won the week with the news uh, that came out that the Zodiac Killer has been identified uh, from DNA proof. And... I mean, I don't know what to think of this because I was quite certain it was Ted. So I, I, I think like, you know, 
Ted's been on a really good streak. Like he demolished that journo at the border. Yeah. You know, calling him out of what a bad crisis it is. And now he's tricked people into thinking some random dude is the Zodiac killer. G- Gary Francis Post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a Zodiac killer to me, but hey. <laughs> Uh, so Fox News, what I love also is, so Fox News has an article that uh, Air Force vet identified as Zodiac killer suspect, but FBI didn't act on DNA proof. Oh, wow. <laughs> FBI didn't do their job? <laughs> really? Take you were going to take. I don't know that I really understand that. Like, how long have they had it? I, I have no idea. I do, I do feel bad for Arthur Lee Allen, who, you know, if you've watched the movie, Zodiac. The Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, you know they they basically make it seem like he's the guy who did it, <laughs> you know. And I mean, for years everybody suspected that he did. And I think he's dead as well. But I mean, that guy's the real winner of the week. <laughs> and, and, you know, well, that's the thing is, so the this guy who who's we're being told by this group is the Zodiac killer dies in 2018. FBI didn't act on the evidence. Because in 2018, they were still busy trying to come up with this Russian conspiracy with Trump. Like, <laughs> You're blaming this the is, failure of, of identifying the Zodiac. They're, they're like being given evidence. They're like, here's a murderer at large. And they're like, actually, we're busy, dude. Like, is he a Russian? Will he say that Trump is involved in the Russian things? We'll bring him in. Can we can we get a get a quick refresh on who the Zodiac killer was? I mean, did he just kill like I, I honestly I I know the Ted Cruz joke. <laughs> I, uh, Honestly, that's like the extent of what I know about this. <laughs> but but I, I, I mean, must have been a terrible person. Well, I mean, uh, the Zodiac Killer would kill people on lovers' lanes and like people, you know, picnicking out there, in, like Mission Viejo and, yep. and and sort of the surrounding. So area. California, yeah, in California, um, and you know, he wore a mask and he you know carried a big like hunting knife and he would just stab people to death. Ooh. Yeah, gruesome. It, it, it says here that uh, so according to Wikipedia, which is like official source, uh, <laughs> the Zodiac murdered five known victims in the San Francisco Bay Area. However, Zodiac claimed to have murdered thirty-seven, and two of his victims survived. Two of yeah. victims. Well, and so this is sort of ties back to the Zodiac movie because one of the guys who survived, eventually they get him, um, you know, down to you know police precinct, and and they're showing him a bunch of Polaroids. And at one point he's like, "That's that's the guy. That's the guy." Mm. And it was Arthur Lee Allen. Oh, so, like no. I just feel very bad for that guy who lived his whole the whole rest of his life under suspicion of being the Zodiac killer. And <laughs> and it he wasn't had nothing him. to do with it. Yeah, tough deal. But do you think he was a creep anyway? <laughs> no problem. I mean, probably. So I have some evidence he was a weirdo. There was this also also this article from ZoneCoverage.com. Uh, Zodiac Killer was a Vikings fan. No, oh, that's nonsense. I mean, I, this this seems <laughs> a very believable. This that, is a good source. Well, now I'm absolutely convinced Ted Cruz has framed <laughs> Gary Francis Post. It, it's great. It says, like, not long after the revelation, photos surfaced of Post, uh, who died in 2018, and there's an awfully familiar logo on his purple cap in oh, a lot of the no. pics. Look at the guy. He's a Vikes fan. Makes I didn't sense. know I was going to come out in favor of the Zodiac Killer here today, but that's what's <laughs> Zodiac happening. Zodiac Killer did nothing wrong. I mean, what's, what's happening? With the record of failure, only a psychopath could still be a fan <laughs> of that franchise. This is unbelievable. Gary did nothing wrong, first of all. Those people deserved it. They're out oh making out in the middle of the woods. Who's going to do something like that? There's children around for crying. Gary was just cleaning up his neighborhood. Wow. You know... <laughs> If the Vikings' performance is connected to the Zodiac Killer's actions, 
This is a warning to people in Indianapolis. Uh-oh. Watch out. Uh-oh. Because the Colts are headed for another terrible year. Well, you know that, that And you don't know what frustrated guy is going to act. That actually up. brings up a good transition. So speaking of a record of failure, when you're talking about the Colts, there was an article about Poot. Oh yeah, uh. in Wired. Dude, this is the most amazing article of all time. And if you haven't seen it, you got to click on it for yourself and read it. It's in Wired magazine. And it's supposedly a profile of Poot, but I can't figure out genuinely whether or not this is a joke or if it's a serious, like, is this a parody? So that's the thing is like, I saw a lot of Pete's people who, who work with him sending this out. This, as if, this it was, were, as at, if it was a great triumph. But that's the thing is this They're is not, re- like, they have journalists writing. This, this is the tweet that Wired sent out. With a remarkable blend of intellect and empathy, Pete Buttigieg brings a fresh perspective to the forefront of public discourse. Like, <laughs> only just, a Democrat, like I said, could crash trains and ground planes, and they're like, oh, this guy's a genius. Dude, so just to give you a little flavor of this, and this is the reason why we can't figure out if it's a parody or not, because I can't imagine there's any self-respecting journalist who would write these words. Sure, the U.S. Secretary of Transportation has thoughts on building bridges, but infrastructure occupies just a sliver of his voluminous mind if you're if you're gonna satirize the guy this is one good way to do it i mean that's that this that's what i'm saying like this is hilarious yeah. it's very funny yeah the curious mind of pete Buttigieg holds much of its functionality in reserve <laughs> even as he discusses railroads and airlines down the pointless data uh, and the current stock and trade. The U.S. Transportation Secretary comes off like a Mensa black card holder <laughs> who might have a secret go habit or a three-second Rubik's Cube solution or a knack for supplying <laughs> off the top of his head the day of the week for a random date in 1404. I mean, <laughs> wow. I, they had me at curious, curious mind holds back much of its functionality in reserve. <laughs> But so, so, so front of the front of the program, Matt Whitlock pulled this because you you really should read the entire thing. But this paragraph right here, as Secretary Buttigieg and I talked in his underfurnished corner office one afternoon in early spring, I slowly became aware that his cabinet job requires only a modest portion of his cognitive powers. <laughs> Other mental facilities, no kidding, are apportioned to the Iliad, Puritan historiography, and Nosgard Spring, though not in the original Norwegian slacker. Fortunately, he was willing to devote yet another apps in his cathedral mind to making his ideas about three mighty themes, neoliberalism, masculinity, and Christianity, intelligible to me. Like, <laughs> journalists should be put in prison at this point. Like, <laughs> Dude, enough I just enough. can't believe this is... It's gotta be satire. It's gotta be satire. I think it's a subtle way It's of, It's absolutely not. I think I'm it's saying a, it's not. Like, his people are sending it out. No. So they must have been in on, like, engineering this article. I understand that. But what is... I think what what really great satire is is holds a mirror up to how people think they should be seen and that pete really does believe all of these things about him are true and good and relatable and the reporter is giving him what he wants and in that is sort of a performance itself i mean if that is the case this is brilliant it's genius i think i think that's what it is Ashbrook, what are your thoughts you're friends with many journalists well, here's the thing i think that if it, if this is satire it's borat level uh, yeah i brilliant. mean it's really good it's really Buttigieg, if, whose father was a renowned marxist scholar was himself a devotee of senator bernie sanders as a young man he now recognizes that the persistence of far-right ideology with its masculinist 
and anti-democratic preoccupations is part of the reason that neoliberalism has come undone. I mean, <laughs> see, but like only, I think only a leftist would talk about neoliberalism this way uh, in talking about a Democrat. It's just not a common thing that most people write in a positive. I I think it is. Dude, I, I, I don't give that level of credit to this writer. Number one, this writer's blocked me on Twitter, so they're definitely a left-wing nut job, right? Well, no, I, I, oh, really? I, I, you I don't it. disagree with that. Okay, well, maybe that is maybe Because I is tried a... to find the author and, like, you know, attack them on Twitter, like <laughs> one does, and they already have me blocked. <laughs> I tried to commit violence, and I couldn't. Well, the story goes on to the Q&A section, so basically it's, it's 500 words a narrative at the top above, you know, a dozen questions, and every single one of them is more ridiculous than the last... And if you scroll all the way down, you get this treat. This is a question. So if this is not satire, this is this is embarrassing. This is the question. Running DOT seems to suit you. Are there more ways the challenges of transportation speaks to your spiritual side? See, I think that's satire. Dude, I think it's satire, but the fact is... Like, but listen to how he answers. But I, that's what I'm saying. Pete is so high in his own his, supply. He loves the smell of his own fart so much that you could ask him that question and he would take it seriously. Here, and here, that's the theater of this. Here is his answer. There's just a lot in the scriptural tradition around on, journeys. No, 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 no. Around no, roads. No, 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 no. Right? No. The conversion of St. Paul happens oh my God. on the road. No. Come on. I'm not kidding you. Keep going. He literally, unless they've made Keep going. this up. I think we are all nearer to our spiritual potential when we're on the move. <laughs> this can't be serious. Dude. He's talking, first of all, he's talking to Wired magazine. <laughs> Come on. Like it's the Catholic Order of Foresters newsletter. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> something about movement, something about travel pulls us out of our routines that numb us to who we are, to what we were doing, to everything from our relationships with each other to our relationships with God. <laughs> Dude, it's on. He goes out, he says, when you get on a plane, people buckle their seatbelts and listen to the flight attendant's very predictable pronouncements. It's routine. It's almost a ritual, right? Oh my God. And yet you're preparing to fly through the heavens. <laughs> oh my God. This can't be real. Every flight is a marvel that pulls us out <laughs> in the Bible. Wait a second. Hold on. I want to get this. I want to get this absolutely right. This is like if you if you read a Peggy Noonan speech and then took acid. <laughs> Every flight is a marvel that pulls us out of that in the same way that religious rituals, holidays, and liturgies are in one kind of routine. I mean, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely. Wait, insane. this is for dude. I think you're right. I think I think that they went at him with right. this to see if he actually would follow him down that road. Dude, he just took the bait. He's like, completely. yes, That's- I am Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let me explain how a Southwest flight is just like going to heaven. Yes. <laughs> it's a sacrament. <laughs> Certainly makes you want to go there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is incredible I, oh, I can't stop and it's it is just I, I really invite everyone you got to read this and and join the debate I think I think journos are that terrible is it is it this a case of a terrible journo or satire yeah I, it, I it, want it, I want the audiences and it's so good it's like Andy Kaufman esque it is yeah right where you it actually is. cannot tell right but it is 
brilliant if that's what the the motive you, is you, here you will have to tip the cap to this writer oh god it's so good virginia heffernan i think i want to keep engaging with this because i gotta know yeah i gotta know i, mean, I have I, to know this person needs to speak and clarify to us about what, exactly what they were doing oh my gosh it's so good um okay so we've been meaning to do this story for a while <laughs> But honestly, we're a little heavy on the on the bigotry, and uh, so it hasn't shown up. But <laughs> Finally, here, here we it can is. get this slice of bigotry. But okay. here it is. Okay. This is from the AP. Hundreds of pounds of pasta dumped near New Jersey's stream. God, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities in central New Jersey towns say they are no longer noodling over the mystery of how <laughs> hundreds of pounds of pasta were dumped near a stream. When they said New Jersey was the Garden State, I didn't know it was the Olive Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Old Bridge Mayor Owen Henry said Friday that the pasta, including spaghetti mac and macaroni, mm was cleaned up last week by public works crews shortly after officials learned about the oodles of noodles <laughs> that quickly drew attention when the photos of the pasta were uh, made public on social media. You know, I'm actually surprised you got oodles of noodles uh, to make it through an editor at the Associated Press. Yeah, that's I, res- actually, I, res- I respect that. I respect it. And, and here's the thing is I can imagine the cleanup effort. I mean, this is New Jersey, so you've got, you know, <laughs> your standard, quote, sanitation workers <laughs> Right? You're just like, you know, you've got the Sopranos just jumping in this lake. Mouths open, just housing pasta, bro. This is the best, like, it was halfway a no-show job they've ever had in their life. (laughs) Christy's going to murder you. Well, that's, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. But, you know, these (laughs) these presidential campaigns are getting more and more sophisticated with their guerrilla marketing tactics. (laughs) And this could be part of Ron DeSantis's rollout. <laughs> oh my it's God, <laughs> I'm just going to disassociate myself well, from yeah. the anti-Italian. Bigotry. I would like to say, on behalf of the program, that our profuse. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I want no part of this. I want no part of this. I promise to do a full 23 and Me on John Ashbrook sometime in the next uh, month, and then we will go through a list of all of his heritage. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's, it was pro- a, it's probably in there. There was an estimated 500 pounds of pasta, fellas. I mean, that's a lot, but I really, I really think you know those sanitation workers of New Jersey. Oh, we got to get out of this. We got to get out of this. Let's go. It's something everybody can feel good about attacking Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like literally too. So this is from the New York Post. It says brawl breaks out at Disney World after family refuses to move for photo op. Uh, This is unbelievable. So this is from the New York Post. A brawl broke out at Walt Disney World on Monday after one family asked another to move over so they could take a photo in front of the park's 100th anniversary sign. Shocking video from inside the park shows a group throwing punches at each other with one man on the ground in front of the sign (laughs) as Disney employees call for backup. Like, wait, hold on. The Disney employees, I mean, are we talking like Mickey and Goofy running over like trying to pull people off? I mean, the, the, the they're char- just standing watching. They didn't. They yeah. Oh my god, this is a legit brawl. Are the characters involved? Like, I, I would. It would make so much better if you get like a full furry running in there and like taking somebody. My god, this is a violent. This is event. a legit brawl. A violent event. The world. These are watching. these are large people just like throwing haymakers. And there's kids just standing there. 
Oh my god! This is this is what I'm talking about. What, I, what I, started it? Were they standing in line too long? No, it was, to it was they're trying to take a photo. So like, oh. you know, and you see this thing. It's just it's the number one hundred. They it's just it. wanted to take a photo for the number one hundred. They're willing to throw hands over <laughs> in front of their kids. I, I I get I get wanting to take the photo that has Magic Kingdom there behind. I guess what's surprising to me is like it doesn't seem very crowded. <laughs> you know, not like, crowded enough. Like like. You, you get your picture and you move on. Like, wh- wh- why did this have to come to blows? It doesn't seem like there's that many people trying to take a picture. Also, when did Disney World turn into the Waffle House? I don't know. I, I, very, very slowly, but it absolutely is. Like, Oh, I, I got to hear your take you, on you that. You constantly hear these nightmare stories, right? I don't, I don't know why anyone goes to this place anymore, honestly. Like, you, I, you constantly will see, I'll say, every few months, a video of a brawl at Disney World. No way, really? Yeah. Have and I just been blind to this? I think part of the reason is like, so, uh, how, how you guys are, are parents, how much is, is, is a trip to Disney now? Well, you're the oh, only one you, that's taking you one. You cannot, you can't it's get It's like four or five figures. It's insanity, right? So thousands. Like, so, and, and the kids are probably thousands too young dollars. to remember. So you're ready And now the parents blows. are like, okay, well, I'm filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> the kid's not remembering anything. Uh, these people yeah. aren't letting me take a, a photo in front of my 100. It's hot outside. To, you're hot. walking. You know, tensions are already high. Yeah, a, a can of Coke costs 10 bucks and a hot dog's 50 bucks. It's time to throw hands, you know? <laughs> like, this is what happens. Police say the fracas erupted at 2.30 p.m. when one family member who was asked to move punched another member in the face. Jeez, Jeez. that is uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this, and I, I didn't I didn't know about the violent problem at Disney. Uh, maybe that is true. I don't know. What I will say is absolute rock solid fact. Have you guys flown into the Orlando airport any time in the last couple of years? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. If you fly into the Orlando airport and you get off that plane and they open the 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 gate doors and you walk into that terminal. It is the closest thing to Haiti after an earthquake that you will ever see in America. It's just absolute chaos. Why it, is it just flights are delayed or it, there is nothing but people as far yeah. as the eye can see and at, they're laying on the ground. There's like, you know, and you can see the look if you look in a parent's eye, you're yeah. like just com- entire defeat. Oh, you're just dead inside. It's like the glass over eye where they're like, "Please, Help me. Right. And, They're primed to brawl. These, Please get me out of here. These, these people just spent days sweating their way <laughs> through the Magic Kingdom. I don't blame them. You but know? It, and plus, and plus, and I mean, maybe this is an unpopular take, but it bothers me when I see it. I haven't taken my kids to Disney yet because they're too young. But the thing that I don't like is so many of the Disney adults who take up all so much real estate. Dude, that's, that, that, Wait, Disney that, adults? Yes. Like, Educate so me So this is something that is that just like catches your attention right away because I remember we were walking, I had little kids, we were walking into the park for the first time and I looked next to me and there were these two 50-something-year-old people who were wedging in front of my kids what? to get to like scan their past to get in. So they could like run to whatever ride they were going to. Get out I, of I, here! I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So adults without kids go to Disney World on the regular? Yes. That seems Apparently. like a police report waiting to happen. I like, would. I would file charges just non-discriminate, <laughs> undiscriminately. Just I mean, because it, all it is, charges. It's, it's essentially the most expensive playground on earth, right? So like. Why would you show up to a playground unless you're taking your kids there? Like, what do we think of, like, a dude who's sitting on a bench just watching the kids at a playground? Okay. You're All right. the We're not going to call Disney adults pedophiles. Okay? <laughs> All I'm saying All I'm That's saying pretty is... Much, pretty much the road he was going That's down. the road he was going on. All, All I'm... <laughs> 
All I'm saying to Ash to Ashbrook's to Ashbrook's point, I think the compromise is if you're a Disney adult and you there is no child there, like you should be a second class citizen. Like right. you should be. No, right. If you, if you if you see little kids right. and their parents are tired and they got right. a stroller that's full of junk and they got a kid who's trying to run away, like right. just like one side. Yeah. I feel you this know. way it's not just about Disney. I feel this way about a whole range of things. Okay. If you go to like an arcade, yeah, or like you know, there's some like bowling alley arcade or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you get people in there that are like over twenty, that don't have over twenty bowling is normal. It's a boomer sport. No, 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 no. I I'm not talking about a bowling alley. I'm talking about like an arcade, right? I'm talking like video games. Yeah, right. If you're going to a video game place mm-hmm. and you're over the tw- twenty years of old, ch- file charges. <laughs> File charges. What about Dave and Buster's? Charges. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese charges. Yeah, but Chuck E. Cheese is exclusively That's marketed the thing. towards children. Chuck and che- if there's, I'll say if it's a, a playground or a place where an adult is dressed like, uh, you know, like a, a cartoon animal. Yes, file charge. I think that's the baseline. If there's someone, if Beto is there, hundred percent call the police. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in the furry costume. I mean, same thing. Call the cops. Call the cops. But I would night. say, like, if if I own one of these things and I, I I saw just dudes like wandering around, I'd be like, "Excuse me, sir, where's your children?" Yeah. And mm. if they were like, "I don't have any," be like, "Charges." That's the thing. Like, mm. that's like the whole Disney adult thing to me. Is just super weird. Nobody wants you there. Like, why are like, you like? Find, go fishing. Go, go fi- do something. Go fishing. Do go something fishing. adult. Yeah. Get a, get a real hobby. For God's sake. Get a real sakes. hobby. These these movies are for like seven year olds, eight year olds. Let their parents suffer through walking around. Yeah, but the problem park. is, is now that Disney's bought all the IP from Lucasfilms and they have all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, there it you is. You know, so that's there where it is. that's where it comes from. Watch I think. the movie. Watch the movie if you want. Go to the theater. You know, buy the DVD. Enjoy Star Wars, right? You charges. Who who who, who goes <laughs> okay. out there? And so is now, like, so now you are pro calling them pedophiles. <laughs> it's like I want to go to the Star Holmes Wars. Holmes really <laughs> did a one eighty there. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand it. It's children's stuff. It's they children's should. Stuff. They should. I think the compromise is if you arrive on a regular, um, you know, day, you are a second class citizen. You get a special wristband. Like you know, maybe there's like a longer line that you have to go in, or you shouldn't be. There, there should be a Disney Adult Day where they can get it out of their system. Oh, but that's I mean, or like Adult Swim, you know, like it's 9 p.m. Only adults in the theme park. Adult you know, that's Swim. When you see. Well, like it's yeah. swimming pools. Yeah, you know, they're like okay, no kids around. Then adults can go swim there because it's. I think it's weird for adults to be at like swimming pools and parks and stuff. If you are an adult and you are walking around trying to see stuffed characters of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, charges. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> charges. Charges. Just get the pat and say, you know what? Today's Adult Swim Day here at the park, and then you get paddy wagons around back, and as they walk in, you just load them up. <laughs> You just load them it's up. It's a sting operation. <laughs> and it would be a successful one. Right this you. way, into small world. <laughs> right this way. I'm giving Ronnie D ideas, by the way. It's that that feels like that wow. could be the next thing. Um, okay, so that you've been all over this deal, Smug. Yes. Uh, this is from Fox 2 Detroit. Self-checkout machines now ask for tips. I mean, this is this is the thing. Like... It was one thing during COVID when they were like, oh, you know, if you're going to order a meal, 
tip generously because this person is, you know, there's a pandemic going on. Which right. is the right thing to do. Right and thing to now do. it's really gotten out of control. It's like, okay, if, if you if you go to, uh, an example, again, at the airports, if you if you grab a drink from the fridge and you walk up to the, uh, the register, it's like, would you like to tip? For, for scanning my bottle of Coke, I'm tipping this guy. <laughs> but this is like really putting it in your face. Self-checkout. Where's the tip going? The store should pay. That's why I never use self-checkout. I'm not an employee. You're not paying me. I'm not bagging my shit. Wait, hold on. wait, 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 wait. But like, if you're gonna go in and you're gonna get two things, three things, why wouldn't you use self checkout? Because I'm so not fast. an employee. I'm not. An you're employee. gonna go wait in line, dude. I love how old school that is. That is so exactly what I would imagine smart to do. <laughs> like going to the, going to Safeway and standing in line. <laughs> if you like, if you, you want me it. It. if yeah. you want me bagging groceries, pay me. That's a, <laughs> you're paying the kid next to me. You're paying the kid beyond the register. You why should, should ask I do for his a job tip. for free. You should ask. I should ask for a tip. Exactly. That's the thing. Is like. This whole tipping thing has gotten so out of control. So how do you feel about like a coffee shop have, you know, they have the, the tablets now and a lot of those ask for a tip, um, you know, tip your barista sort of thing. Yeah, but Where, that's different because they're that? making like they're making your you know, espresso special, or But like the thing is, is like we are, you know, companies, corporations like Starbucks will do that shit, right? They are a multinational, multi-billion dollar corporation. Yeah. You pay your employees enough to keep them doing the job. It's not my job. I'm here to buy the coffee, not pay your employees. But if you get a nice service and they whip your coffee yeah, up. And you and go in there every day it, it, and you got an order for five other coworkers. If I go to a restaurant, come on. If I go to the restaurant, you know, the waiter's bringing me drinks. They're checking. Is everything okay? How's the food? You tip them because they're providing service. You yeah. know, if I go to the coffee store to buy the coffee. All right, and the guy hands me a cup of coffee that he just yeah yeah yeah. But we're not just talking drip coffee from something that's pre-made. If you're getting like a latte or you're getting a yeah, you're getting an one americano of those fancy boy drinks. All right, well, then maybe a fancy boy drink. Maybe a little tip. Rules. Maybe like a ten percent tip. <laughs> you, you you're saying you exclusively drink Folgers? What? <laughs> yeah. Like what is that? What you're Folgers saying? Powder. Libs libs smugs. Libs smug. <laughs> Lib, Lib Smug in the city Only is going to tell us he's coffee. just a Folgers guy. He just dumps yeah. the Folgers into a cup, gives it a stir, and down the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now, look, he's got a point. He's got a point. He has a point. You're over, over They're, doing it. They've definitely over-indexed for that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's an actual genuinely scary story. And I saw this on Fox the other day, but this is from the messenger.com. New York to house dozens of grown men in children's school gym. What? Like uh, charges. Charges. <laughs> charges. And the week, so listen to this. A brand new gym in New York City school is cut off to students so it can be used to house migrants. Parents at PS172 got the news on Sunday that their kids' school is about one of 20 being looked at by Eric Adams, the mayor, to help shelter the influx of migrants into the city. Um, listen, dude, this, this, is, this is where it just boils over for me. If I am a taxpayer, and like, look, if you're living in New York, you kind of have what's coming to you. But mm. if you're not, you know, if I'm a taxpayer... And the city and school district that I pay taxes to support tells me that my kids can't use the facility because they're housing illegal immigrants. Correct. That you're paying for. I'm going to lose my mind. I I think right off the bat, it tells you everything about how much the New York City public school system cares about their kids and the parents. 
when it's PS 172. Your school gets a number. It's it's, (laughs) it's public school 172. This is like George Orwell. It's just like it's just Michael. It's like a prison number. Yeah, it's Jean Valjean 24601. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Exactly. (laughs) Didn't know we were going musical, did you? (laughs) Maybe give us a couple of bars, Michael. Um, what do what do you want to hear? How about the red and the black? Uh, no. Um, um, Man, this um, is like ultimate fancy. What about boy, Master of the House? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. I, I don't know. I don't remember the lyrics. Uh, but that one's fantastic. And and the guy from Borat is in it. Uh, the the yeah, movie Sasha Baron Cohen. Dude, he's uh, so good in that. I'll yeah, tell you good. what. Well cast. Uh, adult watching musical. <laughs> adult watching musical charges. Wait, charges <laughs> on that? <laughs> charges. <laughs> <laughs> you think standing on Broadway. You, you think Lay Miz charges. You think Lay Miz is Broadway for children? Charges. <laughs> charges. If you're singing musicals, charges. charges. <laughs> but but for, for for this subject, the insanity of 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 New York City. First, you know, at the start, they're like, oh, yes, you know, we are a sanctuary city. We believe no person is illegal, even if they break the laws and enter the country illegally. We will house them. That changed real quick. Now they're like, okay, we'll just, how about we throw these grown men who we know nothing about, who don't have any ID, have not been vetted. We've, among them, we have found people on the terror watch list. Why don't we put them next to the children? Yeah, good. Like the, Great. Like the, 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 the most precious resource we have, most in danger. Yeah. Why don't we just put this group of people who are unvetted and we already know are criminals because they already have broken the law entering the country illegally. These are illegal immigrants. They already broke the law. Why don't we put these lawbreakers next to the kids? That's, but, but, that's but, New York for you. But, but yet, all of the people who are going to be victims of this absolute nonsense will turn around and vote for another socialist. Bingo. And be like, yeah, I know, it's a, we're a sanctuary city. And everybody's like, oh, that sounds great. We're all pitching in and helping out. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. So, so Chicago, right? I mean, it's like you kill everybody in the city and they're like, maybe we have a crime problem. And they're like, yeah, but let's go back to the socialist. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. So Defund uh, the police. Definition of insanity. New York City had, they've emptied out Rikers Prison, right? So it's sitting empty. Oh, I heard that they and were thinking Eric, about Eric I, Adams suggested, why that. don't we put these illegal aliens in Rikers? Outrage. Outrage. New Yorkers are like, we don't do that. You don't put criminals like, behind bars. Fine, it's going to your gym. Like, good point. Put them on the trains. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're, like, they're going to your gym. It is absolute lawlessness in this place that they're like, well, we, we, they got called on their bluff, right? They completely got called on their bluff of being a sanctuary city that welcomes people. They're like, oh, no. Like, we heard uh, uh, Rep. Lawler just say they were trying to send them outside the city into the suburbs. Yeah. And he was like, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. You said that you would... Uh, bring in these illegal aliens and you would house them that's your problem and they have a prison sitting there ready to house people who have broken the law which is what these illegal aliens have done put them there don't listen to the outrage of these people because you're going to get outrage from them when they have them in the schools. So you're going to have the first incident of something goes bad because it's just waiting to happen when you do stupid things like oh, that oh it's probably already mm-hmm. gone bad I mean here's the thing dude don't vote like an idiot yeah. If you don't vote like an idiot, these things tend not to happen, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't understand how it is that people didn't see this kind of thing coming, but if you didn't, if this doesn't make you a conservative, uh, you got, I got nothing for you. I got right. nothing yeah. for you. Right. You know, I mean, we can either stop people before the border with a Remain in Mexico policy, Title 42, border walls, fencing, sovereignty for our country, yep. or they can go in your gym. <laughs> yeah. That's it. 
Uh, right there. That's There's the your choice. choice. There's your choice. Yeah, and, and Democrats in these big cities, remember when they went on this phase of everything has to be a sanctuary city? Yeah. San Francisco, every, we, this is a sanctuary city. We we will absolutely have everybody here. Then they show up, and they don't know what to do. Into your gym. And, <laughs> with the kids. Should send them to Disney World. It looks all, like it, a tough place. It's terrible. It's it's <laughs> you know because of this wokeness, they're using these kids as a pawn, like it's some kind of a game. But it's, it's horrible. Mm. But we do have a good game, apparently. We oh, do. Well, we're Duncan's play got games. a game today. Uh, we wanted to switch it up a little bit. Give you a Tuesday game. Oh, a Tuesday game. And we are going to play. How many retweets? Oh, lovely. How many retweets? Excellent. Song. Yeah, it's great. It's a great, great little intro there. And also, I just love this game because there's so much content out there from the left that we miss. Yep. With King of the Hill. Yep. Um, you know, so we get a, a wider aperture to kind of get some of this craziness in here. Um, okay. Uh, for our new listeners, three rounds. Um, you know, I tell uh, the group here, you know, who the person is who's tweeting, how many followers they have, and they have to guess. More or less retweets. We do a little over-under here. Yep. Okay. First one is from uh, Rachel Bickhoffer. Oh, boy. Oh, God. You know the her? horrible lady. She's, yeah. is, she, is she Midas Touch? Is that her outfit? Or what's her scam pack? Uh, I don't know. She, like, had some pack. And, you know, she was so, she sort of was in that same sort of yeah. pool with the Midas Touch people and the Lincoln Project people. And she fancies herself a, you know, political scientist. Uh, and yeah. She, and, the, the times that I've run across her is that she's, like, providing political advice that yeah. literally is below yeah. <laughs> a, a threat institutional IQ. Yeah, one of, one of her th- her genius theories is there's no such thing as a swing voter. Um, yeah. You could you know. literally randomly select someone who could offer far more no question. political insight than this lady. No question. Yeah, so she has how many here? Um, she has 154,000 followers. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And here is her tweet. CRT didn't exist as an issue until Republicans invented it. Oh, put it on the public agenda and made people care about it. One of the strongest elements of the GOP's playbook is using agenda setting to shape public opinion. More when the book comes out this winter. Apparently, she's working on a book. Oh my god! <laughs> people are just clamoring to there know where people, Rachel stands on this. There are people in this country who will buy that. Who will buy that book and RT her apparently and buy that argument? Like if, the audacity of these people. If you to wa- be like, oh no, actually, Republicans create CRT <laughs> and forced it on the public. <laughs> what? Let me just say, if you're at a bookstore and you see somebody reach for the Bitcoffer book, charge charges, hundred <laughs> percent charges. charges. So again, again, again uh, she has hundred and fifty-four thousand followers. And one thing I have to note, I think it's only fair to do so. She RT'd herself. Oh, Jesus. Um, that's great. Couldn't so get enough. We're gonna put the uh, over under on the retweets here at. 2000. Oh, man. Are we allowed to ask for date and time? No. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And he just absolutely overruled it without any sort of content. Didn't even think about it. We (laughs) have... Iron fist over here. Real dictator. As a stickler. (laughs) Real dictator. All right, should I start? Yeah. I'm going to say... On that one, I'm going to say under. Under 2,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. My guess, under. Under 2,000. Um, 140,000 followers. 
154,000. Uh, I'm going to say under. Okay. You're all correct. All right. right. All right. Not only are you correct, you're dramatically correct. What did she um, do? I guess maybe she just sort of fell off in the post-Trump world. 154,000 followers. She only got 124 retweets. Wow. Mm. Not good. Yeah. Not good, Bob. I mean... Maybe some bots and follow. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, she's got 150 bots <laughs> and two dudes at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Charges. Charges. Charges are pending. Um, this one, this one's from Erica Marsh. She's made an appearance or two before. She kind of came out of nowhere. No one's really sure who this woman is, but she's she's sort of risen in the pro-Trump era as like big lib poster this is my favorite part about politics by the way you know my take about politics and sports kind of being the two only two things that people with absolutely no qualification to speak about things have (laughs) definitive opinions and know they could do it better than the pit practitioners yeah like this is a perfect example of that right like who is this person no idea um she has 117,000 followers of course she does (laughs) she's whiz 117,000 um, and you remember uh, uh, Senator Fetterman had oh boy um, uh, some video came out and I smug I remember we were talking about this the other day yeah so it was at a it was at a hearing um, and it was is he on I guess the financial services committee somehow God knows anyways it was it was talking about the recent bank failures mm-hmm. and such and. Uh, it's a banking committee. It's banking, banking committee. committee. So, so uh, it's very funny that the guy who got a house from his sister for a dollar from the <laughs> banking committee. <Yeah. laughs> Amazing. So it was. Let me tell you how loans work. <laughs> <laughs> you give someone a dollar and you get a house. <laughs> it was in this clip of video. It was abundantly clear that he's not fit to serve, and he absolutely, you know, should be focused on health, his right. own health first, right. before he tries to serve as a senator. Um, he was saying a bunch of words that weren't really conveying anything, you know, randomly. He was having a lot of difficulty just trying to say something. He would have occasional words that were like, you know, uh, bailout or, you know. It I, was, saw, I saw. I, it was a struggle. It was horrible to watch. Like, you, any sane person sees this and they're like, this is just this is being cool. Well, you feel bad. You feel bad. You're like, okay, like, why is no one around him saying, okay, you you, you got to go home. You got to get better. Can't you got to focus on your health after, after a stroke. Of course, his wife, who we all know, is not going to give that kind of advice. She wants to be a celebrity. Um, and his staffers are all, uh, one of them is a former Reed guy. Yeah. Uh, they all are seeing him as just an avenue to get their agenda done. Um, so he's basically just saying words. And then you had, uh, what's his name at Washington Post? Oh, it's Jeff Stein. Jeff Stein, yeah. who has this paragraph. He's like, Fetterman just said this. And it's a normal paragraph talking about like, oh, Republicans love bailouts. And then people are like, when did he say that? Here's a clip of the video. And then, like, the following day, he's like, I want to apologize. Uh, I didn't see what Fetterman said. <laughs> His office sent me that to they said, well, they sent so, so, and this is, this is like, I don't even think it's Stein's fault. The, the office sent a transcript right. of what it is that he said. And they just make it <laughs> they up. Said they said he didn't say any of those things. Journalism used to be, remember, that, like, if your parents say they love you, you better verify that. <laughs> and so now, they're just stenographers for Dems. Like, oh, is this what he said? All right, I'll fire that on out. So in the midst of all of this, there's a little kerfluffle, obviously. <clears throat> Erica Marsh puts up a picture uh, of Fetterman's, you know, portrait, Senate portrait, mm-hmm. And says, reply with a heart if you support Senator Fetterman, exclamation oh point. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, as is a theme now in the Variety program, she RT'd herself. 
Jeez, it's, maybe that's the condition. They just they get that's the engagement boost. They love it. It's a condition. Um, so Misuse. we got we got we got to start with smug here. I'm putting the over under on retweets at 500. She has 117,000 followers. I'm going to go over. Okay. Reply with a heart if what about <laughs> Fetterman? If you support Senator Fetterman, that's it. And we're not allowed to know date and time. I, mean, I think he's already said it before. Actually. Elliot Ness over here. Yeah. There's rules to this game. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> wants to know. Jeez. Over under 500. Over. In the interest of differentiating myself from the crowd, I will take the under. It was over. Mm. 807 RTs on that dog shit. 807. Yeah. But here's the thing. She asked people to heart it, right. not to RT it. Well, she, people just want to spread the good news. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so many thoughtful people out there. So many. So oh, many. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I saved the best for last here. Uh, this is Rachel Vinman. Okay. Oh, good brother. Um, she has an astonishing 430,000 followers. What astonishing. <laughs> Incredible. We're so screwed, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, this world. Hey. Um, she says, Yesterday, a friend's daughter took the Florida American history exam. Instead of slaves, the exam said forced servants. Japanese internment camps were referred to as relocation programs. If the truth sets us free, what does this do? Question mark. Uh, a community note was added that this was, of course, completely made up. <laughs> I love the community notes. No but, way. But not not before um, the uh, the engagement she desperately wanted. <laughs> and I mean, that's their whole game. That's their whole game. Even with the community notes, like we even have fact checkers, so called fact checkers like Kessler, mm-hmm. who who keep getting hit with community notes when people provide documented evidence that he is lying. <laughs> and he's like, "Why is community notes lying about my lies?" You know, it's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> Well, um, I'm going to put the over-under here at 5,000 retweets. Wow. Ooh, that's oh, a big number. It is a big number. And Ashbrook, you have to go first. I'm going to say under. Under? I'm going to go over. Over? I'm going to go over. Wow. It's over. Oh! Wow. 9,636 9, RTs. Oh! It's and, over 9,000. And you split the other way, so uh, congratulations on that. But Smug got, He's got them all. Did you got get the three win? Three for three? Three yeah. for three. You stand for three. Unbelievable. <laughs> Always he, expect the worst of humanity. He knows, <laughs> his, he knows his insane lives. Yeah. My goodness. What a game. What a game. It was yeah, fun. Good, good job, Michael. We don't play it enough. What a game and what a show. I think we did it, gentlemen. We did it. Absolute banger of an episode, if I may say so myself. Uh, thank you so much to the Minions. We are currently in Texas. Looking forward to your suggestions for where to eat. So until next time, Minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless. <laughs>